Welcome back to White Hot Glory, the podcast where you can come to learn how to be white hot for God's glory in these cold, dark end times, the end days. I had a completely different layout and message in mind for today. However, after spending some time with the Lord this morning, he put something else on my heart. So we're going to be in... Second Chronicles 34 today, 34.18 is where we're going to start, and it's basically about reading our Bibles and how important that is, and if you believe that we are in the last days, you will know that there are going to be many false prophets and teachers that lead you astray. Um, I don't know if some of you have heard about Todd White and how he repented of not preaching the full gospel and for um, some of the other things that he was doing in, in a false teaching. So just a, a side note, please pray for discernment If the Lord is faithful to answer that prayer and bless you with the gift of discernment, I think that's one of the the most um, impacting gifts that he has been so kind to give me. I am able to see evil spirits' oppression or influence in people's lives and I think part of it's because I was under the influence of Satan when I was in my sin and, and demonic oppression during that time. And and that's why I have the spiritual eyes to see, like it says in the Bible. And um, when Todd White was doing his quote-unquote healings and preaching his Holy Spirit message online, it would grieve my spirit so cause, because I could see the the falseness to it and you can't explain that to other people they either have that discernment or they don't and there are some things that are not quite discernible because satan has disguised something as light so you have to be in your word in order to combat these things satan is the master of all deception and tricks and with the spiritual warfare that is gearing up in our world and the false teachings that are popping up left, right, and center, we must put on our full armor, get into the word. And if you are not reading your Bible every day, and this next bit of speech is going to probably anger some people, but if you are not reading your word every day, You are more concerned with the things of this world. If you are spending more time, ladies, on your hair, makeup, and clothes, you are idolizing your appearance. Men, if you're spending more time working or looking up videos of fishing and cars than you are in your word, 
guess what? You are idolizing those things over your God and spending time with him and what he has to say. I I don't like having to say these things. And I know that there will be some people that say, you know, you're a woman, you're supposed to be submissive and have a gentle, quiet spirit. And that's the most beautiful thing you can do. Well, that's kind of a mixed message. That is what the Bible says. You're absolutely right. But if women just sit by and watch all of this stuff go down and don't say anything, I think a lot of Christians now are too afraid to rock the boat and ruffle feathers because they're more afraid of what people are going to think and say about them. And because of my sinful past, praise God for working this together for good, people have judged me and said all kinds of things about me. So it's pretty hard to offend me. It's pretty hard to hurt my feelings. And I would much rather you guys hate me for telling the truth than for me to just tell you, oh, your, your Christian complacent walks are, are just fine. Go along your business and then have Jesus come and then me be responsible for your soul and you getting to hell. So this is going to sound extreme and controversial, but like John Piper wrote in The Pleasures of God, can controversial teachings nurture Christ-likeness? Before you answer this question, ask another one. Are there any significant biblical teachings that have not been controversial? I cannot think of even one, let alone the number we all need for the daily nurture of faith. As much as we would like it, we do not have the luxury of living in a world where the most nourishing truths are unopposed. If we think we can suspend judgment on all that is controversial and feed our souls only on what is left, we are living in a dream world. There is nothing left. I love you guys. I I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I did. I don't want you to idolize the things of this world and put those things before our creator the way I did. There's nothing good about that. There is so much good and encouragement and peace and joy when you put God first. Literally putting God first. Like Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So if you get up in the morning... And you go out into the living room away from whoever else is sleeping in your room. And you pray even just a little quick prayer, thanking God for the day, opening up your Bible and asking God to show you something for that day. That is showing the Lord that you think of him first, you look to him first. And that is so, so important. And the story that we're going to read in Second Chronicles 34 today has to do with a king who thought he was doing pretty well and then he read the word of God and it turned him on his ear and that's exactly what happened with me and that is exactly what will happen with you if you start reading the word of God Satan thinks we're Satan deceives us to think that oh I'm a good person and I don't 
do anything really bad. <clears throat> I don't need to read the Bible, but you do. And especially in these end days, it is, it's imperative. I cannot stress enough how important it is to get in your word every single day. It makes the rest of the day easier. And then when false teaching pops up, you can go, mm, nope, that's not what the word of God says. Like Joel Osteen in his church. You can tell that guy doesn't read the Bible or, which is sadder, if he does read the Bible, then he is purposely leading people astray. So if you are not in your Bible, you fall for those teachings. And if you are not in your Bible, there are other things in your life that you are putting ahead of God. Bold truth, harsh truth, but truth is truth is truth. And the word of God is the highest, most important truth of all. And so that is our message for today. If you can hang, come back and we'll get into 2 Chronicles 34. God bless you guys. You guys must be some pretty um, gnarly Jesus seekers and truth seekers to still be here. Why should we read our Bibles? Well, a couple of quotes that I'd like to read to you. The most important one, especially these days. Theodore Roosevelt said, A thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. Now, this is so glaringly true right now because of all the leftist stuff that's come out of college education. These kids are lost, confused, depressed, anxious, thinking that they're standing for things that are, are good, but they're completely against the Bible and therefore against their souls and against mankind and against God, most importantly. Um, Billy Graham, the very practice of reading the Bible will have a purifying effect upon your mind and heart. Let nothing take the place of this daily exercise. Charles Spurgeon, who is a fantastic, fantastic preacher, um, check him out. He, he, his, his stuff is so sound and deep and great. Nobody ever outgrows scripture. The book widens and deepens with our years. And that is such an accurate statement. The more I read a passage, or if I read a passage a couple years ago, and then I read the same passage today, it can take on a completely different message or meaning, or there might be a word that stands out this time as opposed to last time. And it's so important, so important and so radical to read your Bible. God speaks through his word. That is how you find out what his will is for your life. If you're just floating along and you don't really know what God wants of you, guess what? It's in the Bible. He will tell you. And he will show you things. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, if you're reading the Bible, will have a scripture just jump out at you. And then you will know exactly what the next step that God wants for your life is. Psalm 119 Let me find that verse. 
Psalm 119.10 says, How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. And Psalm 119.30 says, The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. And 119.5 also says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So if you don't know where you're headed in life, I guarantee you, if you open up your Bible and start reading, God will tell you what is to come next, what your next step is. And I know that sounds crazy if you've never started reading your Bible, but it's true. It is so true. It has been true for me for the last three years and he never, God never disappoints. When you seek him, he will show you. He shows up and makes himself known. All right. So that being said, let's get into second Chronicles 34. And let me give you the background story. This is about, um, little King Josiah. He came to power at eight years old. He started doing good things. He knocked out the idols of the people. He took down the high places, which is where people would go to worship false gods. But then when he turned 16, he decided to really seek the Lord. And he had his, his Levite priests and scribes and secretaries and doorkeepers go into the temple and rebuild and be in charge of overseeing the the restoration of the temple of the Lord. Now, as they're doing this, one of the secretaries gets a hold of the book of the law in the temple. So this secretary, Secretary Shaphan, Shaphan takes this book to the king, and we're going to head into 3418. Then Shaphan, the secretary, informed the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read from it in the presence of the king. So the king has been ruling for about eight years and suddenly gets a copy of not the whole Bible because they did not have the, the New Testament back then, but he has a copy of the Old Testament and all of the laws that they were required to uphold, especially him, King Josiah, as a king because he is the leader. And it you can see over and over in the Bible that when the king is leading his people in the ways of God and looking to God and seeking God's will and praising God, that the Lord keeps his kingdom from many many issues, um, gives them victory over attacks and protection and guidance and, um, an abundance of, of food and livestock and, and just blessing and honor and strength to this kingdom. Whenever the Kings truly seek the Lord and are humble and do not think that the power is of themselves just because they're King. So verse 19 when the king heard the words of the law, he tore his robes. He gave these orders to Hilkiah, Ahikam, the son of Saphon, 
Abdon, son of Micah, Saphon, the secretary, and Isaiah, the king's attendant. So Josiah is saying, Go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the remnant in Israel and Judah about what is written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that is poured out on us because of our fathers who have not kept the word of the Lord. They have not acted in accordance with all that is written in this book. So Josiah thinks he's doing pretty good as far as kings go. But as soon as he hears what the actual word and law of God says, he tears his robes. And that was a sign of, of, um, of like a, a broken heart. They would tear their robes and, and wear scratchy clothes called sackcloth and put ashes on their head to show God, oh my gosh, I'm nothing. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm I need you, Lord, and I'm, I'm so sorry. It was a physical sign of their inward feelings. So Josiah goes, oh my gosh, no wonder there are all these things going on. It's because our fathers, our leaders, are not really truly doing what God has commanded us to do. No wonder there are all these things going on. And if you don't see a parallel to our world today and this message, then you might be spiritually blind because there is so much going on, so much discord, so much anxiety, so much depression, so much um, just tumult on our U.S. soil right now. And I, I don't even think this is like, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg, really think about it we have we have approved and passed third term abortion we are i mean we've been killing babies this whole time we are ordaining marriages between the same sex and animals and trees. I mean, people can marry like anything they want now. And, um, it's just completely against what the word of God says. And I was all for this stuff. I used to be pro pro choice. I used to be, um, you know, love is love. And, and I used to vote liberal. And today, because I know what the word of God says, which is so contrary to what the world says, what the enemy wants us to think. I have completely repented. And I see now why God has these laws in place. They are for our good. They are for the preservation of our souls and and the goodness of our lives. God just wants what's best for us. As parents, we just want what's best for our kids. We don't make up rules as we go along just to make their lives miserable. No, we tell them you don't run in the street. You hold a hand so that they don't get hit by a car. And that is exactly what the word of God is for us as his children. They are rules for our lives so that the best possible 
things can happen in our lives and, and so that we steer clear of dangers like murder and disease and just sin in general. So <clears throat> let's let's skip down a little bit and get into uh, verse 29. Now the king decides, King Josiah w- wants to humble himself and, and spread the truth of the book of the law through the world, through his, uh, through his kingdom. So it says in verse 29, Then the king called together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. He went up to the temple of the Lord with the men of Judah, the people of Jerusalem, the priests and the Levites, all the people from the least to the greatest. So every single person in his kingdom, from the the lowest slave to the second in command. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which had been found in the temple of the Lord. The king stood by his pillar and renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and keep his commands, regulations, and decrees with all his heart and all his soul and to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. Josiah, verse 33, Josiah removed all the detestable idols from the territory belonging to the Israelites, and he had all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God. As long as he lived, they did not fail to follow the Lord, the God of their fathers. So this king, King Josiah, gets the word of God, makes sure that every person in his land hears the real truth, the real law of God, what God has to say to his people from the very lowest slave to the second highest in command. And he decrees in front of his entire kingdom that from now on, this is the law of the land. This is how he is going to be living. And he made sure that he used his platform to give God honor and to lead people in righteousness. And that is so important. Fathers, men, you are the king of your household. It is your duty to lead your home in the word of God, in the ways of God, in his laws. And it's never too late to start. Start with yourself. Because you cannot lead others until you are being led by the Lord. You cannot know what kind of sin you're committing against God if you're not in your word. There might be something you're doing every single day without even knowing it that says in the Bible that you're going to be going to hell because of this very thing. It says in the Bible, my people perish for lack of knowledge. The only way that you're going to get the knowledge that you lack is if you start opening your Bible. And if you are a parent, if you are a leader, if you have any charge over any other 
group of people or even if it's just you're a single mom and you have a baby a two-year-old it, it teaches you how to parent in the bible too that'll be a different topic for a different day as well please open your bible see what the lord has to say enjoy the the peace that it gives you to see what the lord says you'll be able to turn your life around and and guide the people that you are in charge of along with you in righteousness it's amazing it's amazing if you are if you are truly a a new creation your life looks completely different you must be born again you must be a new creation to enter the kingdom of god if your life has not changed at all if you're still doing the same old stuff after claiming that you know and love jesus I hate to break it to you, but when you love something, your life resembles it. If I said, oh, I love my family, but I never spent any time with them, never sent them cards on their birthday, or called them to say I love you, or told them about Jesus... My actions obviously reflect that I don't love my family. People talk all day long, but what are they doing? Love is action. Love is self-sacrificial. Loving God means you are not doing things in this world that don't bring Him glory. When you truly love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, which is the number one commandment, your lifestyle, all of the things in your home, all of the clothes in your closet, all of the songs on your playlist, all of the, the uh, history in your internet browser, reflect this it is possible to get rid of all of those things and keep them out of your life the more you read your bible the more you ask for self-control from the from the god and creator of all things he gave you your personality if you ask him for self-control so that you can keep those types of things out of your life, he will do it. I had to pray for self-control for, oh gosh, like three times a day for about a month. And then suddenly the Lord gave it to me. And I still have to ask him here and there just to make sure that I've, I, it's like a maintenance thing almost. It's a constant, constant, constant working relationship but all relationships that are worth it are are a little bit of work
but there's great reward in the end. And the greatest reward of all is the eternal life that you get to spend in heaven with Jesus and the rapture and and the peace that you will have in your family. Will it be perfect? Absolutely not. I mean, there's like crazy stuff going on in my, um, not my immediate home, but in with my family members outside of it. And that's just because they haven't, they haven't really grasped the fact that I am a new creation and it's okay. Jesus is, you guys, if you're, if your life starts to transform and people around you are like in doubt, that's okay. Look at the life of Jesus. His own brothers didn't even believe that he was the Messiah until after he had died and come back to life and showed them later. So if there are people in your life that are doubting you and the change in your life, don't be discouraged. Jesus went through the very same thing and it's going to happen. And there's a, a saying that people are not an expert unless they are from 200 miles away and carry a briefcase. When people have been around you your whole life and all they've known for 20, 30, 40 years is your old self, it's going to take them a long time before they see that you are a new creation. All all of these things take time, especially if, like me, you did damage for, you know, almost 30 years. That's, it's, it's just those things take time. Time tells all. Just like time will tell when Jesus comes back for his church. People of the world will finally see that this was true all along. And unfortunately, those people are going to miss out don't miss out. Don't miss out. We are in the end days. I was so happy and pleased to hear my pastor say yesterday that we are in the end days. I think a lot of people are afraid to be speaking that out loud, but we're here. The times are just glaringly obvious and it is our duty to transform our lives, to purify our lives, to cleanse our minds and hearts and souls and love our God with everything that we are and shine bright don't be doing the same things you were doing before be renewed renew your heart renew your mind and how do you do that just like in psalm 119 says how do you keep yourself clean and pure that is how you read the word of god and if you're filling your mind with the word of god you're filling your heart with the word of god and your soul and those scriptures that you're reading will pop up when you're tempted to go do something or um say something that is not godly it takes time it takes practice it takes prayer but it's possible I never thought I'd be able to go a year without saying the F word or or saying evil things about people who are doing evil to me, but it is possible. It's possible because I have the Spirit of God and the constant cleansing of His Word in my life. If God can do it for me and has done it for me, an ex-felon, ex-addict, ex promiscuous ex super selfish just awful awful person deep in sin there are things that i have done that do not 
have any place on this Christian podcast because they are so dark and evil and perverse. Don't think because I'm speaking the word of God to you now that I do not have some very dark spots in my sinful walk. Whatever your deepest, darkest sin is, I probably did it. And God has been faithful to cleanse me and change me. And he will do it for you if you sincerely ask him. If you sincerely seek him. It is the raddest thing in the whole world that you can possibly do. Because it taps into the power of the creator of the universe. And you know that God is with you. And you know that God guides you. And you can be persecuted and mocked. And it doesn't matter. Because you realize those people are in darkness. They need love. They need help. They need prayer. You learn how to not repay evil for evil. It is possible. Like we said in the last ver- or the last podcast, Matthew 19:26. These things are not possible with man, but all things are possible with God. When you are praying, reading your word, you have God and all things are possible. Even completely flipping your life around. Get rid of the evil influences in your life. Get rid of those rated R movies and even some of the PG-13 movies. If there's something going on in that movie that you know, like if Jesus was sitting right next to you physically, because guess what guys? He knows everything you're doing right now. Just because you can't see him doesn't mean he can't see you. He sees you. He sees your heart. He hears your, your thoughts, everything, you guys. Start living your life as if he is physically sitting right next to you and watching what you're watching and listening to what you're listening to. Do you think Jesus likes to listen to Tupac? Do you think Jesus wants to watch porn? Do you think Jesus would approve of your outfit? If this stuff sounds silly, it's because there's darkness in your sinful man that you don't want to let go of. It was a battle for me at first to decide, okay, I'm not going to listen to gangster rap anymore. I could hopefully not now because hopefully the Lord has cleansed my, my mind and my heart from these things. But back in the day, I probably could have rapped probably, I don't know, 20 of Ice Cube songs start to finish every single word. 
I loved that kind of music. The beats just, you know, were mesmerizing. And I know now that those lyrics do not bring any glory to God. They tainted my heart and mind and soul. And I will not allow my the children in my home to listen to these kinds of things because they are of darkness. If it's not of the light, if it's not of God, it's of darkness and it's of the enemy. It's very black and white. And this world is gray because... They've muddied the waters so much with sin. If you look at this world through God's word, it is crystal clear what is right and what is wrong. Man has perverted all things good, all things holy, all things pure, things of the law. And look where we are today. We are headed towards war. We are being persecuted today on U.S. soil for our beliefs, for simply speaking out truth. Which is why it is so important (laughs) to open your Bibles while it's still allowed. Things are changing and not for the better. Lead your family in the law of God. If you need to right now, as soon as I get off this podcast, humble yourself. Say, Lord, I'm so sorry that I have had this word so freely given to me in America and I haven't used it. And I haven't led my family in the way of your word. Please help me to change that. Please give me a hunger for your word. Please give my family a soft heart, open ears, open eyes to see that this is your truth and that we all need to start walking in it and start cleansing your home, purging your home of things that are of Satan. Satan wants you to think that things are no big deal when they actually are. And that is how he sneaks in our home. And now my husband's home. So I'm going to go on that note, you guys. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Open your Bibles. Seek God first. And Jesus loves you.